0: So now we're gonna talk number two, something we've actually talked about on this episode uh, because not only did this happen, but it flipped um, by the time this is being recorded. CrossFit shutters Facebook Instagram accounts amid data privacy concerns.
1: I mean, just like that. It was like wh- where to go? All, you know, all of it was gone.
0: Yesterday it was here today yep. is gone. Hi, this is the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. I am Scott Schweitzer, and I am the Clydesdale CrossFitter. My friends, Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie, along with myself are just average ordinary CrossFitters who participate to compete at life. However, we love the sport of CrossFit and we wanna bring you the latest news from the open to the sanctionals all the way to the games. We will be doing interviews with athletes and sharing our daily struggle in the gym and in the kitchen. If you like what you hear, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And if you would like to be so kind as to give us a rating, that would be appreciated greatly. Now let's get to this week's episode. Hey everyone, happy new year from the Clydesdale CrossFitter and friends. I am Scott Sweitzer. I am your host. For the Clydesdale Crossfitter and Friends, and I have with me Amy Radowski.
1: What's going on? Hey there. Happy New Year.
0: Thank you. And we are sans Charlie Odie this week.
1: We are missing a friend. So, quick
0: moment of of silence. Okay. Okay. And
1: just to be clear, he's just at home with three kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, but we are going to miss him. We are doing our year in review, looking back at the 2019 CrossFit season. And so what I did is, um, you know, one of the great publications out there for CrossFit is the Morning Chalk Up. If you don't get that currently, you should uh, check out, get the email, uh, sign up for that. And they send you this news every morning. So what I did is they actually had um, kind of the 10 most impactful moments from last year's CrossFit season. I took the top eight because I just want to cut down a little bit of time. Sure. And I wasn't really enamored with the impact of the other two so if you want to know what they are go check out the morning chalk up so we're going to start with last year crossfit number eight crossfit removed the footwear requirement for the crossfit games that was did not have to wear reebok
1: yeah that was really exciting um i know a lot of those athletes have you know you know, started uh, to expand with their deals as far as with Nobles and with Nike and things like that. So, um, and just myself too, as an athlete, clearly I'm not competing on on that platform, but I liked the idea of, of being able to wear what's most comfortable for you, where you feel you can perform your best.
0: Yeah, I actually saw an interview with Sarah Sigmund's daughter, who is a Nike athlete. She said she would have to start wearing Reebok six weeks out from the games just to get her feet used to it to be ready for uh the games for that kind of equipment yeah uh, and that that that's got to be a disadvantage for those athletes who are endorsed by another company and have to switch shoes last minute so it was a really nice relief for those athletes that they did that and I think what it also has done is if you look around the landscape of the shoe game in CrossFit there's been a lot of change yeah definitely a lot of the Reebok athletes have left yeah yeah so now that that isn't required anymore, you know, Tia Toomey left Reebok. Yeah, with, with Noble. Katrin Stutter left Reebok. Also with Noble. Scott Pancheck left Reebok. That just happened, and he went with Innovate.
1: Oh, yes, yeah.
0: Uh, and he actually split it out. He's doing a, an apparel contract with Born Primitive and his shoe contract with Innovate rather than have them lumped together as one contract.
1: Now, but let's go back to the games, but they're still sponsored like there aren't their shirts and uniforms, call it what you want, also still Reebok. It, they are. Currently, right now. Yes. yes. Now this is the last
0: year's Reebok as the title sponsor. Got it. Doesn't mean it's the last year's Reebok involvement. Mm-hmm. It just won't be the the Reebok CrossFit Games in 2021. Got it. Um, because I think the contract goes through 2025, but the title sponsorship aspect of it is going away after this year.
1: Sure. Well, and I like the, you know, I, I, I recognize and support the fact that when you are a sponsored athlete, you need to be wearing, you know, that sponsors thing. But I, I like the idea of athletes being able to choose more so with what kinds of shoes that they want to wear for those important events
0: and from a business aspect a lot of these athletes need to pay their own way to all the different sanctionals they are going to the games themselves and when your highlight pictures couldn't be taken with your shoe brand it, it kind of deters people from wanting to give you bigger dollars for that sponsorship sure right so now it's a way for those athletes to kind of make some more money um, and support themselves throughout the games year
1: What's number seven?
0: Number seven, the Saturday cuts. Whoa! Many vid- veterans biting the dust at the CrossFit Games on a Saturday as they cut to ten athletes. We lost names like Brooke Wells, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, Annie Thor's daughter, uh, Pat Velmer. Vel- yeah, I was about to say. Um a lot of Sam finish. Briggs. Sam Briggs. Yeah. The I thought it was funny the that the the group of women who went and did a triathlon on Sunday because they had a They were there. Why not? <laughs> Let's use our fitness. Right. They'd pumped up and gotten ready for the games and then couldn't expend that energy and all that stuff. So they went and did a triathlon on Sunday morning.
1: And I think it's just also just disappointing for some of the, you know, brand new athletes who finally make it you know, to the games or it's their first chance to the games. And then they're what out after one or two events, you know, it's, that's a lot of travel um, for, to just have to be done right after that.
0: Yeah. If we, if we look at, if I remember back to the games, right. I thought the cuts were really exciting from a spectator point of view. They were really exciting until that last cut. Uh, You know, it made people have to give their full effort on events and not kind of pace their way to the weekend. Um, so I thought that there was some validity to some cuts. Now, should they be so deep? Should they be so, so many? I don't, I'm, I'm not in agreement totally with all that. Uh, but, cause I think when it was just down to 10, it lost some of the excitement for the Saturday and Sunday.
1: Yeah. Uh, see, I'm with you on that. I I liked and I think it did bring excitement for the cuts. I'm not sure that I was okay or f- as excited about certain cuts being so soon. Um, now and then when it did get to just the ten athletes, yes, it was more of a central focus on just those ten athletes. There were some events I thought were super exciting. The lift, um, you know, that was super exciting with just having 10 athletes, but then some of the other ones you are like, oh, I'm missing some of, you know, I'm yeah. missing seeing Vellner out there. I'm missing seeing some of my favorites who I know would crush this event, but they didn't get the opportunity.
0: Well, and and when we interviewed Saxon, who was one of the top 10, he himself, who made it to the la- through the last cut, said it was not as exciting for them even in that final 10. So hopefully they, they modify that up a little bit give more opportunity for more people to kind of get into the weekend uh, and we'll see that in the upcoming year
1: and I think also pointing out that there's very little movement that can really happen with that few athletes you know um, when we talked with Saxon he was saying you know I don't think anybody thought I would get past you know take seventh or or you know less than seventh place and then how is that really going to shake up the leaderboard it's not really going to
0: right So on to the next one, uh, the, what they mentioned was elite athletes call for improvements to HQ's video review amid the Devin Ford controversy. Now, since we've been in production as a, as a podcast, we talked about that in the fall open, but this is going back to the spring open.
1: Yes. So this was back to, uh, 19.3, I believe was the Devin Ford, uh, when the video came out. Um, with the handstand push-ups and the overhead walking lunges and dumbbell.
0: Handstand push-ups, it sounds familiar.
1: Yeah, sounds familiar with the controversy on that, huh? Yeah, it does. Huh. Wonder, f- what, wonder what they're going to do about those standards for handstand push-ups moving forward. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. So, yeah, so it's funny
0: that we talked about that this was a, um, an impactful event, according to the Morning Chalka, from back in the spring. Here we are in the fall, and we're talking about the same thing. So what? So elite athletes called for a change, but apparently we didn't get much.
1: We didn't get there quite yet, did we? No. No.
0: Um, I do think with the penalties and the way they did penalties, we got a little bit of improvement at the beginning, uh, but then it, as the open went on, uh, they they kind of took some of the teeth out of those penalties, and I'm not sure we got what we should have. Uh, towards the end of the open.
1: Yeah, and I think they're still trying to kind of wrestle with where they want to draw the boundaries and limits. But unfortunately, with that, there's just some really big inconsistencies that are happening that we keep talking about the inconsistencies. So so
0: the number five uh, is when Annie Thor's daughter signed a sponsorship deal with None. And they actually had a pregnancy clause put into the contract. Super awesome. That she would still remain um, a sponsored athlete and still get paid if she got pregnant. I love that. I think that's great. So I think that is, that is climate changing for women athletics.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um, and so that's really cool that they, they kind of took, they went on the forefront with that and on their own decided to do this. Uh, and protect their clients. so
1: and I, I hope that will um, encourage other businesses on their sponsorships to also do that.
0: I actually think there has been some movement in that direction. Um, I can't I can't um, cite specific details, but I think since this article came out, other athletes have gotten that clause put into their sponsorship agreements uh, with different companies. so that's pretty cool. Number four, the CrossFit CEO resigns.
1: Yeah, he wasn't there too long, huh?
0: No, so they brought him on, and gosh, maybe you can Google fast, but I, I actually forgot his name, Jeffrey something maybe.
1: Okay, I'll look it up while you.
0: Uh, gosh, <laughs> I feel like an idiot now. Um, but anyway, uh, he was brought in when CrossFit made the change to de-emphasize the games and put more emphasis on the health part of CrossFit. Jeff Kane. Jeff Kane. That's it and um so he was brought in during that time and right after the 2019 games uh resigned so he was not even here for maybe one full season is all
1: yeah it definitely was not there very long at all and and we've talked about this you and i have um on a different platform than this, but there was that huge, one of the other things during his time there was that huge overall of the CrossFit specialty courses Mm -hmm. um, uh, with the changes of those programs. And as far as, you know, it's only just your level one, two, three, and four and CrossFit kids that's under CrossFit where your specialty courses are now um, outsourced, but, but, but still controlled somewhat by CrossFit approved by approved by, yeah. I'll still use controlled.
0: So now he's gone and Glassman is back as CEO. Um, and there, there's part of me, and this is probably where I get into trouble on this podcast is my little <laughs> thoughts and ideas about things. You know, here's a guy who in the rip off the Band-Aid portion of their changes is the CEO of CrossFit. Once the Band-Aid's gone and now we're kind of putting everything back together he is gone and Glassman is now going to take the reign for for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems pretty uh, like Glassman didn't want to take all the bullets and all the arrows.
1: With the uh, changes?
0: With the changes. Sure. So he has someone else out there in the lead. Now, I say that and Glassman did do a lot of interviews, did do a lot of speaking engagements to kind of talk about why he was doing this. Um but we've talked about on this podcast a lot. There was a lack of communication throughout this whole process, and Jeff Kane kind of took those those slings and arrows during that time. So I think I don't want to I don't want to call conspiracy theory, but it, it seems kind of obvious. That, Convenient.
1: Yes. Well, and I don't know if most people know this, but uh, Glassman has taken over all of the programming on the CrossFit Main site right now. That's all Glassman.
0: I didn't even know that. So. Mm-hmm. I learned something new today.
1: Um, And they specifically talked about that, too, when I took my level two, which was um, back in April.
0: Awesome. I know that he wanted to get back to the kind of grassroots of CrossFit and thought that some of the crazy things that we see coming out, he wanted to kind of get back to like just CrossFit, just CrossFit. Right. Yes. So uh, number three is there was an article about can a CrossFit athlete really make a living just doing CrossFit?
1: And I think, s- yes.
0: I, I think so as well. Um, I think you're going to have to be one of those elite upper echelon athletes the, to be able to pull it off.
1: The .1% of the
0: 1%. So what's interesting is Jacob Hepner, who's been very active on YouTube, very entertaining fella, he actually went through the process of his, I think he w- he's an accountant
1: of some uh, sort. Uh, like a mathematician, like right. a super
0: smart dude. So he like almost whiteboarded out. Was it going to benefit him to quit his job and go CrossFit full time? Could he make a go of it? And in the end, he said, yeah, I could. But it, but it's not going to be at like a high level expense. Uh, like he's not going to live high on the hog, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. He's not going right. to be in a mansion. You know, it was like a forty five thousand dollar a year job. Um, that he could make doing doing CrossFit. Now he's a top ten athlete. He is super visible on YouTube.
1: Yeah, has his own YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, he is super active on social media. He has a cute dog that everybody loves, named Winston.
1: Which this cracks me up because my son Nathan, who you know follows a lot of these CrossFit athletes on on the gram. Says, you know, kind of just laughs and says, you know, Jacob Heppner, all he cares about is his dog and his guns.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I think it can be done, but I I don't think the fringe athletes are going to be able to do it.
1: Yeah, because I think now your cost for getting to a lot of these events now, although you're getting paid more at some of these sanctional events, but some of your cost to get there you know, for you maybe to get money on it. I mean, it's not a guarantee. So I think that that's also an added challenge.
0: Right. And those big elite athletes, they're going to go to the high paying sanctionals because that's going to make them the money too. Right. Yes. Um, That's why everybody goes to rogue because you make money for every win. You make money, you make a good prize purse on the podium and it pays down quite a few places. So, um yeah, I think you can. The article was actually that they that they cite on the morning chalk up, chalk up is Stacy Tovar's article.
1: Oh, of course. A favorite athlete of yours?
0: Uh, kind of. Just yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. So she actually wrote an article saying yes, it was possible and she kind of cited all the different ways of making money as an athlete uh in order to do so. So now we're going to talk number 2, something we've actually talked about on this episode. Uh, because not only did this happen, but it flipped um by the time this is being recorded. CrossFit shutters Facebook Instagram accounts amid data privacy concerns.
1: I mean just like that it was like what where to go all, you know all of it was gone
0: yesterday it was here today yep. is gone
1: um but th- but he did come out and say, I mean, I think it took a good twenty four hours after it happened before they came out and say to say why he made that decision glassman
0: and, and if you don't remember there was a um a nutritional company in africa south america N-
1: might have been south africa
0: um and they were removed from facebook because supposedly facebook didn't believe in the methodology they used uh in their diet plan uh so that's why they were pooled that's what was cited um but any but Anyhow, it was gone. I think that has led to a lack of outreach to the CrossFit community um, over the months and probably our lowest open sign-up in a number of years because nobody really knew it was here. And those of us who even knew it was here, it came so quick with the two opens this year uh, that uh, a lot of people just
1: didn't sign up. Well, and I think there was just a lot of uncertainty because there wasn't all this open communication. So I think people were a little bit more like, well, I don't know where my 20 bucks is going um, to sign up for the open online. And and I don't blame them with that. You know, I personally did sign up to to do the open and to have my scores. Um, And so although I think that Greg Glassman makes some questionable decisions, I also... Trust that he has a plan or has has an idea um, with that. Although we may not always know what it is, I think he wants to make a stand on something, and I think that's what it was, too, with saying, you know what, Facebook, I don't trust you, and I'm going to show you that I can take and remove this huge group that I have on this platform of yours.
0: Glassman can be a little bit of a libertarian.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, self-noted.
0: um, and he is all for everybody's rights, right? So, it's believable that that's why they did it. I don't, I don't think it was a wise decision, but I understand why he, and his belief system, felt it had to happen.
1: Yes, yes. But I and I think that they saw some major drawbacks from from that too.
0: And then shortly out of the after this year's open, poof, they showed up again. Right. Well, I haven't seen Facebook. But Instagram, we definitely have. Yeah, back on Instagram. We have CrossFit training and we have the CrossFit games back, which is pretty cool. So I think they saw some error in their ways and they had, you know, close to a million followers on Instagram before they went away. You know, that that's a lot of people that are missing out on your message.
1: Definitely. I mean, that's a platform that's used for sure. Uh, Yeah, they are back on Facebook. Ah,
0: cool. So number one,
1: <gasps> Dun, da, da.
0: PEDs. We've had a lot of PEDs. PED news come down this year um, during the games. We had a top 10 finisher test positive on the women's side. Uh, the girl from Egypt. Um, we had um i saw you write a note down
1: yeah i wrote ellie
0: <clears throat> ellie Cabord.
1: yep from crossfit mayhem, mayhem. Mm-hmm.
0: so that that happened um and it and it just they just trickled down it seemed like every week there was another announcement of more people and more people and more people um right after the games
1: well and i know that you know this is past for sure but you know you had ricky garrard who was a podium finisher. And, you know, if, if you go back and watch on Netflix the whole uh, 2018 games, you know, they kind of lead up the whole time to to where it's coming across. But the reason why I bring that up is because his brother was later in an event at a CrossFit competition, and he tested positive. And that was this year? Yes.
0: For the same substance? Yes. Yes. Uh, so – it, it did. I remember like listening to uh, Talking Elite Fitness and it, they were like, oh my gosh, we have to lead another week's episode with PEDs. Yes. And they felt like we're not PED experts, but we're getting there. <laughs> um, and so, you know, that was before we were on the air um, and it was happening every every week. Um, so I'm sure that's good as now that this is a profession, now that m- prize money is associated with it people are going to cheat. Yes. And so this is not ending anytime soon.
1: No. And I think that people are teetering on the, what is the amount I can, where can I find the amount that I can take that I can either a, you know, make the most out of my fitness or, or b the most amount that I can take before I need to start teetering off of that to make sure that I'm legit and clean for, for the games.
0: When I think it was the seventh-place finisher that tested positive on the women's side, uh, regardless of what the place was, it was a top-ten finisher. We talked about the cuts and how savage they were. That was somebody's
1: spot. Right.
0: And that's just not fair. just didn't not get fair. to compete on the weekend because of that person cheating.
1: And I love it when um, Fraser was asked about this later on, you know, and he said um, – you know, he he wants to beat you, and but you better bring your A game. He wants to beat you clean and fair. He does. Um,
0: In no uncertain terms, he says that. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So those were the big impactful moments of the year. Um, we're going to – there have been a lot of changes this year, though. You know, a lot of changes with the sanctionals, with regionals going away. We had two opens this year. Two opens. Um, any thoughts about all the other stuff that kind of happened this year?
1: You know, I it was a change and a different to do the two opens, you know, and I know that that's not going to be the case going forward. But I actually kind of liked doing the open in the October time frame. Um I feel that I was in better shape because it was, you know, after more so of the summer and it's still early fall. You know, I think we all tend to get, well, not, I shouldn't assume. But, you know, sometimes we enjoy the holidays a little bit more and then we kind of might go into that open season a little more fluffy than, than we might want to. And I think having it in this early fall time sort of, you know, curtailed that aspect. So I personally felt better during that time. I'm excited about the sanctionals. Um, there's a, you know, I'm super excited about it because you know, being close to Rogue, we can go and attend those, and that to me feels like the games when I can't make it necessarily to the games, but just having more opportunities to watch some of those sanctionals online um, is exciting for me. It makes my my CrossFit viewing season even longer. So yeah, I I
0: think that CrossFit is in a better place now than it was before they started ripping off the Band-Aid. My only beef is that the lack of communication put us all kind of out there on a limb, not knowing what was going to happen. I think the sanctionals are really good for the game.
1: Yes, I I love it. Now that we're, you know, change is hard for everybody, right? When, especially when you don't know what's going to happen or what to expect. But as we know in CrossFit, you got to prepare, you know, for the unexpected. So... So I'm excited about where CrossFit is now. I think there was that uncertainty during that, those changing moments, but I agree. I feel like we're in a, a great spot um, with where we are in the sport, so I'm excited. Yeah, and I think it's, it's
0: a way to grow the sport internationally. By having sanctionals all over the world, it gives an affordable way for people to experience CrossFit at a high level. Now, it doesn't always mean that it's the best viewing um, opportunity for us in the United States. You know, as we talked about a couple episodes ago, guys screaming over, a Spanish guy screaming over, you know, music being played. Uh, Not the best viewing experience, but it is getting to places that that CrossFit has never been to before.
1: Right. It's giving more opportunities to other people. And that's one of the things I love about this sport is you can go anywhere, anywhere. And you can find a community of CrossFitters and participate with them and still get your fitness in. You know, I'm thinking of it that I'm traveling internationally here in a couple weeks where I'm going to Rome. I've already scoped out where I can go and drop in. I think it's – I'll have to look. Um, But knowing that I'm traveling internationally and where I may not be able to speak the same language with these people, I'm going to know what they're talking about because we're doing CrossFit.
0: That's awesome. And I can't wait to hear um, about that when you get back. We'll definitely have to add that into the podcast. With that being said, we still have some big sanctionals uh, close on the horizon. Uh, Over the next few weeks, and I'm going to list what's coming up all the way through March. Sorry, into March, not through March. But we have uh, the Mayhem Classic this weekend. We have Strength and Depth in the UK. We have the Norwegian CrossFit Championships. We have Wadapalooza, the Australian CrossFit Championship, the Brazil CrossFit Championships, the Atlas Games, and the West Coast Classic. I think that takes us into like the first week or two of March.
1: That's a lot. That's a lot going on here.
0: And I'm so pumped because uh, I am actually headed to uh, Cookville, Tennessee, Thursday night to volunteer at the Mayhem Classic. So, that's going to be a great opportunity to see that sanctional up close and personal. So, it's a, I only went to Rogue last year. So, this will be a different one for me to kind of see. Yeah,
1: I'd be interested to hear kind of your perspective of both of those.
0: To go to the Mecca of CrossFit in Cookville uh, with all the big guns down there. Uh, so, that'll be fun. But I am taking my digital recorder with me. I'm going to try to Sweet. get as many sound bites as I can and uh, try to bring back some, some, Front row information from the, the Mayhem Classic for our next week's podcast.
1: Uh, just make sure you have your phone close nearby so that you can text me straight good backs or insider information.
0: <laughs> okay. So we actually got our letter from, from Mayhem this week uh, telling us kind of the do's and don'ts. Oh, yeah. And it's right on that, like, regional level. Like, no selfies in your uniforms. No... Um, No taking pictures. Uh, If if you know any of the confidential workouts that are coming, you cannot release any of that during the weekend. Uh, So it's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, I'm not asking you to break any rules or break any laws. I just going to need to be the first to know when you can release that information.
0: Yeah, so it'll be fun. So apparently they, I think it's going to be fun to watch because apparently they have some surprises in store. Awesome, Uh, but you know, with Rich, it's going to be. A CrossFit event, right? It's Definitely. not going to be too crazy.
1: Classic CrossFit.
0: Classic CrossFit. So, before we go, we have two more items I want to cover, and that is, what is the best thing you saw from the internet this week?
1: Well, I feel like I'm always talking about the memes, but the fluffy ducks, or the make wads great again, or the daddy wad, but... I was on a Fluffy Duck yesterday and he made a post of all these games athletes and he photoshopped their hair off of them so they were all bald and it just was cracking me up. I was like, I feel like I shouldn't be watching this. Like, it just looked funny. But I have to say that the Dave Castro one reminded me of the Saturday Night Live Coneheads. So that that was pretty entertaining, I thought.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how funny it was or how horrific it Some of those people were, (laughs) um, but yeah, that, that was pretty funny. So for me, you know, I've, I'm really, I've really been like caught onto this Nate Edwardson, um, series that he's doing and he's really doing this. He does a day in the life. That's not that series. It's another one called like behind the scenes or, and it's more about, uh, the business side of the athletes and uh, how they're supporting, kind of what we talked about earlier. You know, can you support yourself as a CrossFit athlete? Yeah. And I brought up a couple weeks ago uh, Danny Spiegel's version on yeah. that. Uh, so I actually uh, watched Cole Sager, and I watched uh, Alessandra Pacelli. Um, and it's funny, like, in, the, in contrast, you know, Alessandra has been in the game a long time, eight years, she said on this podcast. Danny Spiegel's been in the game a year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And how much more business savvy Danny Spiegel is. Interesting. Than Alessandra Pacelli. And I think it's because those athletes coming in now have to be.
1: Right. And the, right. because they're on this new track with, with CrossFit and their change, for sure.
0: Well, and, and they're Instagram savvy. Right. Yes. You know, Alessandra was saying, I, I just feel so uncomfortable putting myself out there and I know I have to, to, and, and so I just out of curiosity looked and, and Alessandra has, it's something like 400, 500,000 followers. Danny Spiegel has like 1.8 million. Wow.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: And it's, I think it just goes to the savvy, savviness of how, how one grew up in a world with it and one grew up in a world without it.
1: Yeah, I think there's definitely an age aspect to that. You know, these younger athletes, just thinking about our own kids, right? Our own kids have grown up on or having a lot of access to screens and social media being a big part of our life, their lives. Uh, Us growing up, I think I'm so glad we didn't have social media when we were in high school or college because of that. So I, I think that there's just this different generation that has these these different tools. And I don't want to sound like this old fuddy-duddy because I'm on social media not now, but I think there is this difference. We're going to have this younger generation that that's their tool.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's why I just thought it was interesting, the compare and contrast. Uh, you know, Cole Sager, he's he's working it. He has a YouTube channel. He has a lot of things going on where he's trying to to really make a life for himself um, as an athlete and setting himself self up for after he's done competing. Um, but with that, I have one last question for you, Amy. Let's hear it. So we just started the new year. What are your resolutions and goals for the upcoming year?
1: So I have to say though, I'm somebody who's not really big on setting a lot of resolutions. Um, I, Boring. Tr- I know. I mean, I, I like the new year as a chance to look at things as like a reset. Like I enjoyed the holidays, but you know what, let's, let's get back to it. Let's just get back to, um, to feeling better with my nutrition and and that sort. But I, I just, I really like routines and, and I'm ready to just kind of get back on my same routine. So, you know, I'm pretty consistent as far as my time in the gym, um, you know, I've had on my goal, I really want to get a muscle-up, a ring muscle-up. So, I mean, that's a goal of mine, um, but I, I guess I don't really have any new resolutions. Like, I, I feel like I live my life pretty much how I want to be. So, I, that might be boring, but I like consistency.
0: Well, throughout the year, we'll check on your muscle-up progress. Okay, let's do it. All right, put some pressure on. Okay. Um my resolutions and goals. I'm going to start with my first resolution. I'm not going to be as hard on Theonides whatever uh Leftris Theophanides. Okay. Uh
1: you're going to assume some more positive intent there? I am. Okay. We'll check. I'm we'll, going to try. Okay.
0: Um and as I said I think before I I feel I almost feel bad for being critical of him because he put it out there for us to view. How many athletes don't even let us see what they're doing?
1: He was being vulnerable. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to try to not be so hard on my boy. On your boy. Just going to try. Okay. My, my goals for this year are that I just recently had surgery on Friday. My leg is fixed, hopefully. Hopefully find out tomorrow with the ultrasound. And now that I have both legs fixed to really get after it this year, um, I turned 50.
1: Yes, you did. So
0: <clears throat> I got to turn back the clock in other ways. Okay. And so I am starting a cleanse this week and getting into the nutrition thing again. Great. And you know, now that my daughter's off in college and all settled and all that kind of stuff. And hopefully the stresses of life will be a little bit better. Um, but that's not an excuse. I can control this and I'm going to, uh, but now that I can actually work out without pain, uh, hopefully that will be good. And, um, I have got to get a, a pull up again. Let's do it. Um, I mean, you know, my journey, I've been there. Yes. I've had them. Yes. Uh, had some injuries and fell off that and I've lost them. I am getting a pull up by July
1: first. Okay. Strict or kipping? Uh however it gets okay. up there. Okay. All right. <laughs> let's do it. So let's let's measure in and and check this check this in a couple months.
0: Yeah. The big thing I'm excited about is now that my leg's fixed, I can use bands again. Okay. Hopefully. When that's all done, uh, around my legs so that I can actually work on some pull-ups. Uh, and so I'm excited about that.
1: I look forward to it.
0: Well, that is all we have today. Um, Charlie, his resolution, I think is to make the rogue Invitational online qualifier.
1: Yeah, he's gonna work on that along with his mobility um, and and try to get to that that rogue.
0: And then get the the bid from Rogue, right? Yes. I think is his plan. Yep. Okay. So we'll check in on him too. Definitely. Uh, in the next podcast. And uh, with that being said, we will bid adieu to everyone out there. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Peace out. Later.
1: This is Ben,
0: the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. If you liked what you heard, please hit that subscribe button and consider giving us a rating. We would really appreciate that. We're available on all podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So subscribe on your favorite app, and we would greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much for being with us, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends.